We're holding in the end of Perek Aleph by the two dots on page Vavim and Aleph, Mashenke Nafshis Umus Oivde Gelulim. We just finished discussing the Nefesh HaBahamis Avayid. And we said that the Nefesh HaBahamis Avayid comes from, it gets its chius from, through a klipa called Klipas Noiga, which means that we discussed the fact that a klipa in Sitra means something that hides Hashem's presence, something that in it, Hashem's presence is not immediately and openly recognized. There's no gilui. There's a hester. And that's called a klipa, like a shell surrounds a pre, like the shell surrounds a fruit. So the klipa is a hester on Hashem's presence. So the nefesh Bahamas of Ayid is a life force of his guf and his natural tendencies. And that is, comes through a klipa that is in a mixture of Toiv and Ra. That's why it's called a klipas noiga. A klipa means a shell and a hiding, which is an Indian of choshech. It's darkness, but it's noiga. It has a shine, it has a light. It means there's an irv of Toiv and Ra, which comes from the Eitz Hadas, Toiv and Ra. And we said that therefore, by a yid, it comes along with it natural tendencies for good, which is the midas Toivus that are natural to a yid, Rachmanim, Baishonim, and Goim Chasadim. And then we also discussed that from there is the shoirish of Midas Royce, Kas and Gaiva and Taiva, all of that comes from the Ra, which is in this Kliba, which is a mixture of Taiva and Ra, and that's the Nevesha Bahamas Avayid. Now the Tanya goes further and says that the Nefesh of Goyim, that comes from a different type of a Kliba. That comes from a Kliba that's known as Sholish Klipas Atmeis. Because in the in the Nevuah of Icheskel, he saw three levels of Choshech, and then he saw that there was a level of Choshech that was mixed with, with, a, with, a, with some light. So that would mean that the three levels of Choshech was something called Shalash Klipsatmeis. That means that there's a Choshech, that in that Choshech you don't see any light. Now, of course, everything gets its chiyas ultimately from Hashem. The question just is, how hidden is it? How much in Golis is it? How far is it from recognizing that this has in it some aspect that's connected to Hashem? And the outcome of that would be how available is it to pull it back towards us. We'll see more in Perik Vav later and Perik Zion which things in the world come from which aspect and therefore what is it that, that we can do with them when we operate in the world through the area of Torah Mitzvahs and using the general world the Gashmi is the world for our avoid. But back to the Nefesh of a guy. The Nefesh Agoy comes from that Klipa that's not at all recognizable that it has any Shaykhis to Hashem, which is called again Shalish Klipas Atmeis. And what it means is that anything that a Goy, any Toiv that a Goy could do, is the Gemara says is Legarmayu Avdin. They do it for their own good. It means there's no altruistic capabilities in a Goy. And I guess that would bring us to the Sugya of Chsidi Umsa'ilam and that means that there is some sort of toiv that they can produce, but it can't be altruistic because there's no real, real toiv in them. It has to be for an ulterior motive. Now, it could be very elevated ulterior motives. It could be for COVID. It could be for a good feeling of doing the right thing. But there's no such a thing as ultimate toiv by a guy. And the Balatanya brings a posit for that, which is v'chesed le'umim chatos, meaning all toiv that the goyim do is only for their own personal COVID. So with that, we end Perik Aleph. So just a very quick recap of Perik Aleph. Baltan introduced a kasha of whether or not a person should look at himself like a Russia. The original Bryce said that he should look at himself like a Russia. And 
the Mishnah in Perkei Ava says that a person should not view themselves as a Rasha. He asked an, uh, a logical kasha on that also, that there are problems with a person viewing themselves as a Rasha. And then he went into the discussion of Tzadikim, Meshoyim, and Beninim. And the Maltanya had various kashas and various Mamori Chazal, which will be explained later on throughout the Sefer. But the basic idea was that it can't be that a Beinani is someone that has half mitzvahs and half averis, because if a person even has one avera, he's called a rasha, and if he's even mavatla of not even the mitzvah which is very common to be mavatla, of not learning Torah in a time when you could learn, that would classify someone as a rasha. So the Beinani of the Balatanya has to be someone that has no averis whatsoever, and therefore Rabbah was able to classify himself as a Beinani, even if he was mistaken, but at least it's close enough that he could have that classification. And then we went into the discussion of the Nefesh Bahamas of Ayid, which we reviewed at the beginning of this year. And then we went to the Nefesh Bahamas of Agai, and that's the end of Paragalaf.